Hello, and welcome to the Healing Dreams Project, exploring projective dream work for your health and wholeness with hosts Billy Ortiz and Dr. Royce Fitz. I'm the producer, Viviana, and today we will explore a dreamer who called into our dream hotline. <laughs> Help me welcome Diane. Hello, and thank you for sharing your dream with us. Well, thank you for working on it with me. Yes, we're excited about this. So <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and play what we received on the hotline so that um, then we can project on it. Hello, my name is Diane, and I'm going to tell you a dream. I dreamed I was in a house and I don't recognize the house. And I was with, um, the, my father was there, who he has passed on. And, but in my dream, he was there needing care. And I was overwhelmed by the idea of being a caregiver for my father. Um, I recently ended a caregiver role for my husband who passed away. So the, I was very overwhelmed by the idea of caring for someone else. And then, and this is pretty weird, but then I saw my dad and he turned, I turned around and there he was and he was naked. And he also had a big erection. So there you go. That's pretty weird. And I um, wonder what you make of it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yay for weird. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I always tell people um, is that we got to remember that dreams speak in the language of nature and they don't really care about being politically correct or, or socially correct. It's all about getting the point across about the dream. And, and I come from the understanding that the dream always comes in the service of health and wholeness. So for me, this is a remarkable, shocking dream, which, which helps me to remember it. Um, Otherwise, I might have just forgotten the dream completely as the dreamer. So I think that's a, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm finished. Go ahead. Well, no, I think that is a really good point that uh, the dream is trying to help us not forget uh, the, 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 the meanings, plural, the, the level of healing that the dream wants to bring to us. Mm. And uh, there are no rules in dream world. And, uh, and, and that's good because it, it can put us into the weird space as, mm. as, Di, as Diane said. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your dad, like when he passed on and some, some information about his personality, adjectives to describe him, that kind of stuff. You're muted. Yeah. He, um, he was, um, he died at the age of 90. So he did live a long life. And, and about caregiving, interesting, I am just reminded of this. He um, had said he never wanted to be cared for by anybody. He was very independent. Mm -hmm. He was, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a rebel. I wasn't real close to him. He did 
divorced my mom when I was a uh, when I was twelve, and and that kind of messed things up. But but what he said about caregiving is he never wanted to be cared for by anybody, and um, so the day he died, he was starting to fail a little bit, but he lived alone, and my older sister had told him. Dad, I think maybe you need to come and stay with me just for a little while. And he agreed. So mm -hmm. the day she went to pick him up to be cared for by her, mm. he died of a heart attack. Wow. So he said he never wanted to be cared for by anybody. And by God, it, <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Um. Hmm. Let's see. I think it was. Um, let's see. I think it was about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I just want to lift up uh, to the listeners that we do not work on the dream ahead of time. So although we've listened to Diane's dream, um, we have on purpose avoided having hardly any conversation about it so that we can join in the moment with uh, Diane as we do our projective work, our projective process. So it's as fresh as we can make it. Right. That's right. Diane, can you give us some descriptors of your husband? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and now his death was just um, really, it was about a month and a half before I made the call or had the dream. So it was really recent. And he, um, he had Lewy body dementia. And so his caregiving was very intense. Um, and, but in, before he was sick, he was a musician and he was still playing music even in his illness and an artist and uh, um, just a very um, kind of a beautiful, creative person. He was also a ski instructor, so he was very um, physically fit. And um, and I've no I, I met him in high school, so I've known him a long time. But we didn't actually marry till actually pretty recently. After we were we were partnered, but we weren't married. But after he was diagnosed, I knew he needed an advocate and I thought marrying him would make it a better way for me to be a, a medical advocate for him. Right. Being next to Ken. Um, yeah. So anything noteworthy about the house I'm in? I say that I, I, I'm projecting like as though it's my dream. So I'm in the house and um, it's, I say it's not, it's not a house I know. But is there anything noteworthy about the house at all? Um, I can't remember really anything noteworthy about the house. Okay. Okay. In the dream, I feel like this is my house. Um, I, I don't know. It could be my sister's house, actually. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily my house. I do remember my dad was wearing a checkered flannel shirt. Hmm. 
which is a typical thing he would wear. I was going to oh, ask. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is typical of, mm -hmm. of your dad. What is your dad's first name? Lynn. Lynn. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. So for me, it's it's always, you know, I have to ask myself, why this dream now? You know, that's that's because the dreams can show me anything they want and they can show it to me anytime they want. So my question would be after my dad passed seven years, approximately seven years ago, why did he come to me in my dream? And so one sliver of this is like he's coming to say, hello, you know, I'm OK. But there's a but there's a whole other big piece to that. If it were my dream about what parts of me I project onto my father. And how do I see, what do I see in him easier than I see in myself is usually how it works. So the, there's this um, piece about, about um, as the dreamer, my inner masculine, because I've had, I recently lost my, my husband after a long, and, and by the way, I'm so sorry for your loss. So my heart's with you. And then there's this other piece about, you know, my father. Now, my father is going to be the first person that I project any masculine onto. That's the way it is for all of us. It's like, dad, dear old dad, you know, he comes. So he's going to be the first image of my inner masculine. And then, of course, later in life, my partner, my husband. Um, so these are all these are the mass, this is the masculine within. And how is this really what the dream is about? coming to me to tell me there is this powerful inner masculine that looks like my dad, but not really my dad, but, but, but he shows up in the dream that way so that I remember. And I also go, wow, he's naked and he happens to have a, have an erection. So for me, that's a, that be, anytime nakedness is shown in a dream, it's, it's this, this, shouting out of authentic self it's like there is no covering there is no persona that that makes well i do say that he's wearing a, a checkered flannel shirt at first but then later mm -hmm. i say he's naked so he's totally naked later mm -hmm. no shirt yeah okay yeah. so that's that taking off of the dad costume so that i'm just a, as the father i'm just the the the, the virile male and that there's something about that, the erection making it seem as though he's very vital. I, this is a vital part of myself that's ready for something, the creativity to be, to be expressed. It's like, here it is. We're ready. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, it's like, and of course I'm like, ah, it's my dad. <laughs> I mean, it like, it's not really something I want, I want to see if it were me. So there, so there's something about it being having to be a bit shocking, um, just to get my attention. That's part of the part of the message of the dream for me. I have a, sorry, Viviana, you go ahead. Okay, I have a a question. Uh, so, in the dream, I'm being told or suggested that I not do caregiving. Is is that what I understood? And where was that message coming from? I think it was just obvious that he needed care. I don't remember anybody telling me. 
but my sister, like, I think it could have been my sister's house. So there, there was some presence of both my sisters there. Mm -hmm. um, because we, I mean, we're the only children, three daughters. And so it would fall on us. Um, but the, it's my oldest sister who was actually going to take him in to care for him that day that he died. But um, mm -hmm. so... I don't, it just was like, oh, he needs care. Oh, okay. And it felt like I needed to, to do it. I don't remember anybody specifically telling me. So I, I'm aware that, I, I'm aware my dad needs care. And I'm also, if I remembering the dream properly, I, I'm also having some misgivings about being involved again in deep mm. intimate care right. and and is that coming from in my dream is that coming from the the me in the dream is it coming from something outside of me that i'm like carrying dread or overwhelmedness i feel it's coming from me questioning my capacity to do it again so soon. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, back to Billy, your comments about the masculine and my, my dad, <clears throat> I would have to say represents to me the wounded masculine. Mm -hmm. And he, um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of, I mean, he left my mom for another woman, mm. basically, because of his sexual drive, you know. So I don't see that as a positive thing, particularly. Mm -hmm. But then, um, you know, if it's, it's, if it's me, um, if it's what's in me, well, I'm not... I'm not sure, you know, about how that relates to me, but my own wounded masculine, inner masculine, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he, so the father left the, the, it's like you said it was around what, 12 or something? Was, I was 12. Yeah. yeah I you was were, 12 when they, when, right. So 12 years old. And, See, and that to me, that that seems like a very tender age as a as a young girl to realize, oh, my dad is gone. I mean, 12 is like a, right when we're starting to like become a woman, we're getting our period, you know, we're kind of everything's kind of we're, we're growing into young women at that point. I mean, you're not quite a teenager yet, but I'm, I'm certainly in, moving into puberty. So it just seems to me that something. So if I say my father represents a wounded masculine. I would look at how that masculine was wounded, first of all, at the time my father left. And and how did how did that structure me through the rest of my life since then? And is that part of the healing that's coming from the dream? Is to help me realize I can regain this and 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 um re rebuild it into a much more positive masculine. Because it sounds as though my the, the husband had a, such a, 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 a wonderful creative impulse 
he was, you know, an artist, a musician, you know, just a lovely, beautiful guy that had really in touch with creativity. So in my dream, the caretaking that has to that is crying out to be done is my creativity. I need to caretake my creativity, which I've had to put on the shelf for a while because I've been doing all this caregiving in the, in the waking world. Viviana's on mute. Viviana, go ahead. Well, first I wondered if Diane had anything to say after what Billy just said. Well, I do think that, in fact, what I'm kind of trying to figure out now is who I am after all this caregiving. I mean, it's, and at the point I had the dream, um, it was so soon after my husband's death. And then I, Hmm. I got involved in this construction project, which this is actually used to be his room, but I, I, um, I don't know what made me do this so quickly after he died, but it's been good in a lot of ways because at -hmm. first I was walking down the hall and I look in the room and it would just be so full of all the, the the illness, you know, right. But I have put a lot of creativity into this project now recreating this space and, um, but it it came so fast Mm -hmm. that I didn't have time to think of really who I am. And now it's slowing down a little bit. And so I guess I'm the idea of the dream saying, you know, well, who are you going to care for now? How, what does caregiving for yourself look like? Yes. And uh, at that point I had the dream. I wasn't even thinking of that at all. Um, but now it's starting to come in. It's like, oh, I need to do take care of myself. And also, you know, my own inner, when you said it was a tender time for my dad to, to leave, it was. I mean, I had no, you know, I, I see things online about fathers that supported their daughters and helped them through different relationships and everything. And I didn't have any of that. And so I, I need, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I've worked on it a lot. I'm 66, mm-hmm. so, but I still think there's a, you know, a wounded masculine inside of me that sure. um, could be healed. Oh. Yeah. I would like to, oh, Viviana, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. It it just uh, very much reminds me of something that happened in my real world. Mm. Um, It resembles, the stream resembles when my grandfather in Chile got dementia and his caregiver, my aunt would say he would come on to his caregiver thinking that the caregiver was the wife. So it just, if this were my dream, it's, yes, I've, it's shocking what the actuality, what, what happened in the dream is, would be very mm-hmm. shocking to me, at the, uh, but that's a good thing because it's the reason why I remembered it. And it is the, the dementia kind of, you know, we're, I, I'd be dealing with 
very blurred lines in many ways. And so my husband, my father, my inner masculine, my inner father, my inner husband, Mm -hmm. all of these are getting uh, diluted and blending. And it is, as Billy said, I would see it as an opportunity to focus on my own creativity, to focus more on my own caregiving. I've spent so so much time giving to someone else. So I would see it as an opportunity to direct that creativity Mm. towards me. I, I want to, um, if it's okay, Diane, do you need to respond before I say no, anything? No, no. So uh, uh, Viviana is, as we all are in our in this podcast, I, I experience this, especially in the weaving that Viviana just uh, expressed. This is a very non-linear understanding of relationships and process uh, and and uh, so this father that's in me, this father that's external, this husband that's in me, this husband that's external, et cetera, et cetera. This is a, a beautiful blending of all of these many selves that I have in my dream. And uh, part of where I get goosebumpy at the moment is imagining in my dream that this father inside me being very vulnerable, very authentic, not so much vulnerable in in my dream, very authentic and real that in the first part of the dream, I see my dad in a flannel shirt and that's so normal. It's kind of like the dream is saying, okay, here we go, you know, lights, camera, action. Oh, there's my dad in his, and it, it, it gets me. And then suddenly in my dream, this being is without clothes, is authentic, is naked, Mm. uh, and has an erection. Where I move, if I could use that term, where I move now is I'm sitting in this room that's under construction, that Mm. is under erection, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and as a kid, well, not as a kid, as an adult, one of the plays on words about an erection is is to look at a building and say well look at that erection you know and it's it's like you know that's a goofy male joke a lot of times and this stands out to me as yes under erection under construction under Mm. a, a new version of being expressing more authenticity and And so when I look at my wounded self, my wounded male self, I have done a lot of work in my life to heal this trauma that I experienced as a child. And and I've made mistakes, I've made progress, and this is a new announcement. And I, I think when I get, when I'm in touch with my exhaustion in the dream, that is a really good message for me is I don't want to go through this caretaking. And that's, it's like, no, no, I'm going through, I do, I'm done with that. I'm now giving 
creative energy to a self that I am reforming, redefining. And that is a, a beautiful, strong self that represents my lineage, my family heritage, of course, and is leading me into a new version in this phase of my life to express myself in brand new ways. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that resonates for me. <laughs> I'm thinking of an erector set. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember those. <laughs> but they were always for boys to play with, and I thought they were so cool. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason why phallus images show up all over the world, everywhere. Every culture has them. And it's about being able to it's it's the symbol of creativity it's the symbol that that is perpendicular to the earth it, it defies gravity and it reaches into the sky so it's very very much a male creative symbol so every time we deal with a dream and there's a penis of that's shown in the dream i have to think of that image of of the of the creative being represented through the phallus so it's everywhere and it's all over the world. And so it's not something that that only, you know, is, is specific to any one person. It's within the collective unconscious. So this is something that's coming to me so that I notice it. It's got to be shocking because it's dad. So I'm going to notice it. And I'm going to there's it's like the dream is saying it's time. It's this is the time. Even though there's the passage, even though the clock time hasn't been that long since the passing of my husband, there there's still there's this is the time to act on it, to 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 really to really grab this creative impulse and see where it takes me. And I love what what Royce is saying because you know the metaphor is I'm as the dreamer I'm actually in a in a room that's under construction so there's whole parts of me and I don't even recognize the house see but then there's like this slight feeling that maybe it's my sister's house and that kind of relates back to to you know the actual what happened what happened with the in in the waking life that that the the, the sister says hey dad I think you should come over for let me let me take care of you then that that's the day he checks out so there's so there's something about um well first of all i admire the father for making that quick decision like that making that that you know if that's if that if thinking of that being myself if it, if i had just said that my whole life i don't want to be caregiving i don't want to be in that caregiving kind of situation and then and it's like, oh, well, now here I am. Suddenly it's like, oh, no, that's it. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there's so there's some kind of, I don't know, there's some kind of um resolve with that that I that I find very um so for me as the dreamer, I would look and at that and say, you know, I can I can have the same kind of you know, serious decisions in my life where I'm going like, yeah, this is my this is where I'm gonna stand. This is what I've decided. This is what I don't want. This is what I do want. And that's very much the masculine. 
the decisive mm. action. It's that sword energy that cuts through and allows us to make those, those very important decisions. Yeah, and that's one thing I, I admire about my dad that he did that because I could see the resolve. Yeah. And, you know, I tell that story a lot that he, I mean, it was so specific the day. In fact, my sister was there when he had the heart attack to pick him up. Mm. And, and, um, and she lives in a different state. So she had driven, I mean, it was like, perfect, mm. perfect. Um, but, but I do, I have been aware of the, the wounded masculine. And I think just not only in myself, but in society. And, yeah. and um, I, I was in this, um, kind of another story but it's recent it's it's maybe was after this dream or before the dream but I was in a um situation and I saw it was kind of a dream where I saw grandmothers a whole bunch of grandmothers in like a sweat lodge and um and they were like we we know how to heal the wounded masculine the wow. grandmothers know and then they said you are a grandmother and I'm, I don't have children so I've never really thought of myself as a grandmother mm. but so this idea of healing the wound and then I realized I have to heal it in myself mm. you know before it's you know I think about healing it in the world but right. anyway the idea that this came up in the dream is it's like it's kind of a recurring theme of some other things mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. So so the so the so the healing of the masculine comes from the feminine, but it's the elderly feminine, the crone energy. So there's something in my version, um, since I believe now in my sixties, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna accept it, the crone energy, which is something unfortunately has that has been you know dismissed in a terrible way with society that the word crone in fact has been really just completely just just i don't even know the word it's um it's been discredited over time and so women now think oh don't call me crone that means i'm a crazy old hag or that means i'm a i'm a witch or i'm you know a, a cackling old woman and actually it's it's such a beautiful stage for a woman to be because it's it's taking the crown of age which is where the crone comes from that's the name so i i'm amazed by this it was it a, a dream or a vision you said of, of the well it women. was kind of a vision yeah yeah the women the women and the grandmothers in the sweat lodge saying we know how to save to 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 heal heal the wounded masculine heal the yeah. wounded masculine see and that's that to me that if, if it were my dream that would be a very important vision to connect with this dream do you think the dream offers any how to's for that how-tos? oh that's a good one good question um well if it were me there's something about allowing myself to be completely authentic because the dad is is totally naked that's the most vulnerable we can be is when we're naked um you know that's that's why dreams when they when they illustrate nakedness it's like yay whoopee you know the vulnerable part of myself is coming out the authentic self 
there is i do as a dreamer i do say well there's the original flannel uh shirt but then he take but suddenly i i like turn my back and then i turn around and dad doesn't have the flannel shirt anymore and he's just standing there showing everything so there's something about being willing to be completely vulnerable being willing to open myself to everything and be ready if it were me Okay. Mm -hmm. To answer, well, to try to answer that question, I'm I'm thinking that if it were my dream, this that Gary sounds like he was n not a wounded masculine figure in my life. So the juxtaposition of the two together, and embodying or surrounding myself more with my husband's energy, and I know that it, yeah, um, my husband's energy has probably helped heal my my inner masculine woundedness the the trauma that i experienced when i was young so being engulfed by that and and finding more of that that's how i have done it in my life <laughs> um and it's astonishing how how healing just that is just being around the mm -hmm. opposite of what i experienced mm -hmm when I was younger. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And believing that it, that not everybody is that way. I had a, in my own personal life, I thought everybody was, was mm -hmm. the other way. <laughs> and it's just been surprising in my older years that, wow, there are nice guys all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, I have a question in, in my dream when I uh, see my father clothed or, or, and or unclothed. Uh, do I notice any of his energy, uh, his facial expressions? No, I don't remember any of that. So when I see him naked and with an erection, how, how, how does, what, what generates inside me? Well, um, I mean, there's two different tracks that my, my, my mind goes. Now, in the dream, I think it was just like shock. Or it was just like shock. Yeah. yeah. And I do think, I mean, I do... In, 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 as I'm processing the dream and projecting on my own dream, I have a couple projections on the erection part. And one is that, you know, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a negative projection, like, you know, this isn't, this shouldn't be happening. Um, but then, and that there were times that maybe there, there was inappropriate, not, not with me and my dad, but you know, like with him leaving my mom and stuff. But then I'm also aware because I did take, um, you know, some have done some dream work before and that oftentimes sex is not at all about, I mean, usually it's, it's not about sex, but it's about union. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to do with union 
with God, which I know freaks a lot of people out when they think of, of, of that. And so I, I, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure where to go with that, but that did come into my head about, mm. it, does it have something to do with spirituality? And of course, an erection also has to do with passion. Does it have something <clears throat> to do with passion and spirituality? Yeah. So I need to respond out of my own projective process. Uh, one of, I, I had a dream years ago that is still alive to some extent with me. I don't remember when I had the dream. I was an adult, uh, perhaps in my doctoral program, somewhere which would be you know 20 years ago or so. And uh, my grandmother and I were making love, one of my grandmothers. Mm. And as I've held that awareness of, you know, the, the yucky, gooey, don't want to go there reactions. Uh, also, uh, there is this uh, calling of this grandmother energy, perhaps, uh, you know, grandfather energy, perhaps God, goddess energy that is being expressed in a way that is shocking to me to help me move into new ways of being. And, and, uh, and so when, when I have this dream about seeing my father standing naked, and I don't really see his face that much, I don't notice that. I, I know I'm shocked in the dream, which is to some extent, exactly what the dream wants me to do is to be shocked because it breaks the old stereotypical patterns of how I think I'm supposed to be in the world. It breaks the rules. Thank goodness, thank goddess, the rules are being broken. And, and so this, again, speaks to me with such beautiful, shocking creativity. Mm. I don't particularly, and I may change my mind in a minute, so I'll say it that way. I don't particularly feel like this is a dream uh, that is uh, designed to remind me of my dad's indiscretions. And, yeah. it, and it's, it's not reminding me of any indiscretions that he did to me as a child growing up. Now, are there tones? Was I shocked? Was I wounded because of the waking life trauma? Yes, absolutely. And this is like the, the goddess, God energy, whatever that means, mm -hmm. the healing power is taking on the, the, uh, the costume of something to get my attention to help me move into a new direction so different than i've ever been before yeah and and i i i'm at this moment i have goosebumps i'm grateful for that shocking gift mm -hmm. uh and and i remember the dreamers question what is this going to look like in the world how yeah. will how how shall i then live mm -hmm. with this new awareness and it I don't know yet. I, I, I know that it is about being this, and I don't want that to be a cop-out. Well, Royce, just you got to be with this. 
energy. Okay, that's true. Mm -hmm. I do believe also being has specific gifts to be shown to the world, to bring healing and health and wholeness to all of us who have wounded maleness within us, as well as wounded humanness within us. Yeah. And this is a powerful dream, a strong erection. This mm -hmm. is a powerful, energetic gift. And getting back to what you were saying before, Diane, too, about um, dreams that mention sex or allude to sex or show physical sex in the dream. And thank you, Royce, for your sharing of the of your dream, too. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, and we and that's if we can get past that, like I said in the beginning, if we can get past the social, uh, you know, horror of it or the the idea of like oh my god no i don't i never want to have you know make love with my grandmother i don't want to make love with my father if we can get past that that um social piece and realize that the dream is trying to illustrate something very clearly and yes diane i agree with what you're saying that that it's um the dream so often when they talk about sex they're talking about higher orders of longing to connect with the divine so there's so there's a, certainly a piece of that too so this is this my father's erection would represent represent my creativity in the world my ability to to heal my wounded ma inner masculine and also how to connect with whatever divine um i i connect with or, or associate or resonate with so there's some piece of me that that also that um, all of this has to, it's, this is where we get into the multi-layered, multi-dimensional piece of our dreams. It means all of these things at the same time, if it were me. So the, and then one more thing about the inner woundedness. Um, my dad, I describe him as a wounded masculine. However, my father, imagining myself as a dreamer, my father having all these affairs would certainly say to me that there must have been a, a wounded feminine inside and constantly seeking through projection and and figuring out who, all these serial attractions um trying to find that heal that inner feminine within him if it were me so it goes both ways <laughs> yeah 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 yep. so yeah the woundedness. Well, and I liked uh, <clears throat> what what Royce was saying about I can't remember exactly the words, but to, to that this is a time to do that to be something I've never been before to be yeah. completely different, um, because it is a place of regeneration for me. You know, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to be virile and and you know. Or am I not, you know, am I just going to, I mean, my, my tendency right now is just to, well, I've, I've been creative, but I really have been withdrawing a lot mm -hmm. and, and feeling like I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so, I don't know. Yeah, but just that 
reminds me of hibernating and the need to do that. And or even the butterfly goes into the cocoon mm. and uh, a lot of creative juices come out and then and then she extends her wings mm-hmm. after some time. But it's it's um, it, it just sounds like that's what it would be for me. Uh, uh, death, any death in a dream or in a waking world is is a huge, huge transformation and a huge opportunity to go into hibernation, to go into the cocoon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and then the, the butterfly does come out completely different than the, the caterpillar. <laughs> oh. Yes, she has to dissolve. That's what I was going to say, totally dissolve. How, how, how wild, it, how, how outrageous is that? Yeah. Yeah. I am remembering uh, in uh, my own therapy, a part of my own therapy journey that my therapist said, as I was trying to wrestle with all the demands of the world, whatever that is mm. uh, and they're real you know and and she said uh, in some way with she put the words together better than I could do right now but she says the world does not will not uh, support that or expect will will not um, uh, make it easy for you mm. and and, and not necessarily the world is bad. It's just that the reality that we are always in is going to have energy. It, it's going to be pulling us sometimes out of good reason for us as we're trying to reform who we are, re yeah. become more authentic. And, and so there's that built-in tension of trying to create a new world in my new Mm. section of my house and deal with the responsibilities that have happened before I decided to do that and after I decided to do this. So this is, it's going to be tense. Mm. And I believe that's got to be okay. I love the example of of the butterfly that Viviana expressed. Uh, There's a cocoon. Mm-hmm. And the, we, the, 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 the uh, caterpillar cannot control the weather or the trees or the things that she or he builds a cocoon on. Mm-hmm. Yet there is a cocoon. So it, that cocoon is going to do the best possible. Mm-hmm. And this is part of how I'm envisioning this new part of my house. This is the best possible cocoon. I'm building and there are the lightning storms and other kinds of things that will affect my cocoon. Yet this is the best I am able to do. So this is a new forming of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that feels good. And I do have to say no to people, even if they don't like my no. 
Yeah. That's, it, it's, that's okay for me to say no. I'm mm -hmm. lovable and competent and capable and uh, I'm okay to say no. I'm dissolving into my new self. <laughs> Let me be. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that and that's the last thing you know about the about the erection, you know, that is the sperm that creates new life. So it's like there is some part of me that's ready to birth something new and something very different than than what 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 it looked like before, what it felt like before. Um and that can be my inner masculine, that can be my association with the the divine masculine the creative masculine, all of the above. So it's, it's something's ready to, to be birthed. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Well, that feels really good. And, and this actually this space, I was thinking I was going to be making it for like an Airbnb or something, but then I really thought, no, this is a place I just want to come and hibernate in, you know, yeah. in my cocoon. It's a little bit separated from the rest of my house. And um, so it's kind of going to be my little hibernation spot, at least for the season, at least for winter, sure. you know, through the winter. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds beautiful in my version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to look at with your dream, Diane? Any parts that we skipped over that you want to look at closer? Or? anything else no i think say? you really got to it i mean it feels really good that it's about transformation it's about healing um and it's about you know really having the opportunity to recreate myself um, right. now and turn that caregiving to me now yeah allow allow myself that possibility the, the yeah. care and love that I gave to my husband, give the care and that same care and love to myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have to write that down because it's been really hard. I mean, I realized my life has gotten a lot simpler, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like it. I'm still in the mode of yeah. all the complexity and all the stress. I haven't let go of that. Right. So. Yeah. So that's part of the caring for myself is so that I can relax into that. Yeah. What are some things that that I love to dive into self-care? Um, well, I, uh, I'm really imagining being, you know, coming into this room and having it be kind of a sacred space and mm. meditating and just really reclaiming my spiritual practice that kind of went by the wayside when I, when I was so busy with caregiving. Yeah. So this is going to kind of be a little sacred space in here. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming today and sharing your dream. I think it's going to be really important for so many people to hear this dream and, and realize that sometimes when we get those shocking kind of very surprising images in our dream there's some reason i need to, to talk about I need something in there that that's valuable for my health and wholeness 
Yeah, well, I'm so glad you have a, a dream hotline. How, what a cool idea that is. So I hope other people will call in with their dreams and see that it's yeah. uh, kind of a fun process. Well, then, speaking of the hotline, the number is 720-573-9195. Again, if you have a dream that you'd like to share with us, the number is 720-573-9195. Operators wow. are standing by. <laughs> and it's a landline, so give it some time because it takes a while to pick up. <laughs> And you, I, I think it's uh, three minutes to leave a dream. So That's we'd love me. to hear from you. Yeah. Please give us a call. Well, in the meantime, uh, Billy, tell us about how one can get a hold of you. Well, you can contact me at wakeuptoyourdreams.com. That's my, that's my website. I um, offer groups throughout the month, two that meet during the, the afternoon and two that meet um, in the evening. I also help people to learn how to 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 do dream work. So I have offer a training program with the Rocky Mountain Institute of Projective Dream Work. And I'm also getting back to in-person events and my first post-pandemic <laughs> retreat will be October 14th through the 16th in Boulder, Colorado. And actually this pond behind me is uh, where it is at the place, Peaceful Meadow, wow. we'll be meeting. Beautiful. And Royce, where can someone contact you other than your TikTok channel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that catches me off guard. Thank you, Viviana. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just need to lift up before I get into how to reach me. I just love this format that we mm -hmm. do. I, I've listened to other podcasts and they're all good, et cetera, et cetera talked with numerous people that are wonderful about exploring dreams and to do this in a gentle if this were my dream format is is just so heartwarming for me uh, because of how it we, we're so non-invasive uh, we're not analyzing or dissecting this is a, a gentle uplifting mm uh experience and i'm thinking of the cocoon the the vulnerability of the caterpillar who forms this cocoon and then dissolves into this mass of goo and how delicate this process is in order for healing and new life and a new unfolding to come about so i needed to say that today uh, you can reach me at RoyceFitz.com or on my TikTok channel at RoyceFitz, where I sometimes, oftentimes reflect on the geography of our souls as we try to navigate life, become reborn every moment and deal with the realities within and without. Uh, I'm a spiritual counselor and dream worker, and I passionately love what I do. So thank you for mm. joining us today. And Diane, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, Very Diane, much. Thank you for joining us and sharing sharing this very important dream that we all, I think, will and have benefited from. 
I'm Viviana. I can be reached at viviana.org, V-I-V-I-A-N-A dot O-R-G. I'm a musician, producer, but I also do astrology and tarot. Mm. And I love dream work. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. If you've enjoyed this uh, podcast, if you've listened to it on our YouTube channel, please like and share. Uh, also, we're available on iHeartRadio, Pandora, all over the place, Spotify, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts, we would appreciate your support. So with that, once again, thank you, Diane. Thank you, Dr. Fitz. Thank, and Di you. thank you, Billy. We'll see you next time. Happy dreaming. Okay.